Welcome to the ITE Talks Transportation Podcast from the Institute of Transportation Engineers. Each month, we'll bring you conversations with thought leaders in transportation on the future of the industry. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of 2019. I'm your host, Bernie Wagenblast. The recently concluded TRB annual meeting in Washington, D.C. covered thousands of transportation topics, but one that had quite a bit of attention was the recently released report, Critical Issues in Transportation 2019. The last update came out in 2013. Joining us today is Neil Peterson, the Executive Director of the Transportation Research Board. Neil, thanks so much for joining us on ITE Talks Transportation. One of the things, as I mentioned in the introduction, that we're going to be talking about is the new report, Critical Issues in Transportation. Now, for folks who might not be familiar with it, could you give us an overview of what this report is all about, please? First of all, thank you uh, for doing the interview, Bernie. And uh, approximately every five years or so, TRB comes out with a document called Critical Issues in Transportation. It's actually something that TRB has been doing for the last 40 years. And what we try to do is identify what the big topic areas are that are dominating transportation policy issues and transportation research. In the past, it has been a document that has informed policy studies that uh, TRB has uh, undertaken. We took a little bit different approach this time and said we'd like to produce a document that both informs uh, all of TRB's activities, uh, our research activities as well as our policy activities, and uh, also informs the uh, broader transportation policy community in terms of issues that we need to be thinking about over the next five to ten years. So it has a future focus, whereas in the past it tended to be more of a current focus. This new version of the report that is coming out, or has come out, replaces or updates one that came out at the end of 2013, the beginning of 2014. There's a lot that's changed uh, in the transportation world just in that short time. Tell us about some of the issues that are appearing now that weren't in that last report, please. We've actually identified 12 uh, topic areas that we have uh, in the report. And uh, the big change in the last five years, of course, has been all of the change in technology, and we uh, call that topic area transformational technologies uh, and services. And we can talk about uh, that in a little more detail a a little later. Uh, We've also uh, emphasized in in this report um, some of the demographic changes that are taking place and what the implications of those demographic changes are uh, for transportation. Obviously, we've had a number of pretty severe uh, weather events over the course of the last five years. And although resilience has been identified in the past, I think it's receiving much more uh, attention now. We've combined uh, safety and public health into a topic area uh, as well. And uh, an issue that's receiving much more attention now is uh, equity-related uh, issues, um, both uh, what has traditionally been thought about in terms of trying to uh, serve disadvantaged uh, populations, but uh, it's uh, expanded into broader issues uh, 
uh, as well, particularly related to uh, impacts of, of uh, technology and equity-related issues. We uh, have traditional uh, issues um, that we've had in the past, like uh, funding and, and finance, um, energy and sustainability. Uh, workforce uh, is an issue that uh, we've been emphasizing uh, quite a bit in uh, this document. And, uh, of course, being part of TRB and the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and, and Medicine, research and innovation is important as well. I want to talk a little bit about some of those topics that you had mentioned. Let's start off with the first one, transformational technologies and services. Now, that's an area that's, that's stirred a lot of conversation in the transportation community. Uh, t- topics, as you mentioned, autonomous vehicles, uh, shared transportation services, beyond that and more. What are some of the key issues and the questions that have been raised in this area? So obviously, uh, technology is changing very, very quickly uh, in this area in in all of the uh, topics that you uh, just mentioned. Uh, policy has not necessarily caught up with uh, the uh, technological change that is taking place. So one of the things that we really do emphasize is uh, what is going to be the role of policy in, in the development of connected and automated uh, vehicle systems? What are the policy options available to make sure that we're managing the amount of travel that takes place and we don't actually increase uh, vehicle miles of travel and congestion and and emissions, as an example? What are some of the policy issues that we need to be thinking about uh, from a social benefit uh, standpoint, uh, particularly related to uh, equity issues? Uh, what are some of the issues uh, uh, over the course of the 20 to 40 years that it's going to take to uh, actually change the fleet to uh, have a uh, much higher proportion of uh, automated and ultimately autonomous uh, vehicles? Uh, what types of investments uh, should the public sector be making, uh, particularly for uh, connected vehicles? Uh, in the area of uh, shared mobility uh, services, uh, what has uh, been called transportation network companies or TNCs, uh, what, what is the relationship and what is the impact on transit uh, of these shared mobility services, uh, an area that's receiving a lot of policy attention right now? Uh, regulatory issues, uh, particularly when you start to look at the um, relationship between TNCs and and taxis and the uh, the difference in regulatory approach between those. What is the relative role of the federal government versus uh, state and local governments uh, in regulating uh, all of these uh, services? Uh, What are some of the data issues associated with uh, these uh, new technologies as well? And how do we get uh, sharing of information from uh, pilots that are taking place uh, in all of these areas? As we start to look at artificial intelligence uh, really driving a lot of the changes as well, what are some of the issues associated with that? And, of course, uh, how are travelers going to change their travel behavior uh, as a result of all of these uh, new services as as well? Many have talked about uh, expecting that there's going to be um, much more shared use of vehicles in the future and uh, less auto ownership, and what are the implications of of that? Uh, Is the public actually going to be willing to uh, be sharing vehicles uh, with others? 
what will be the impacts on residential and commercial location and uh, and land use? Um, and what ultimately will be the public acceptance um, of uh, particularly automated vehicles? Uh, right now, uh, there's a, a lot of questions associated with that. So, as you can see, there are many, many policy issues associated with these uh, transformational technologies and many unknowns. And when we have the unknowns, that really informs the research agenda that we should be undertaking. You noted how technology is changing rapidly in some of the previous podcast episodes we've talked with government officials, and they've mentioned how it is difficult for government to keep up with rapidly changing technology. Is it something that a policy change can address, or is there more that needs to be done from from what you're finding in this report for government to be able to keep up with all of the rapidly changing technology that's out there? We have a big challenge in terms of the rate of change that is taking place, um, keeping up with what is happening um, at a governmental level. Certainly, we have that challenge within uh, TRB itself, and we we uh, probably have more resources to try to keep up than uh, many of the state and local governments do. Uh, one of the uh, values that we hope TRB can bring is to be helping uh, state departments of transportation and uh, local governments understand what is uh, happening uh, in terms of the changes in technology and what they need to be thinking about from a policy uh, standpoint. So uh, we've been doing quite a bit of research uh, in this area. Uh, we've set aside $1.5 million a year for each of the last uh, four years. Uh, to be trying to address issues from a state and local uh, government perspective. And we hope that can help both inform the state and local governments uh, as well as give them guidance in terms of how they should be addressing these issues. Another topic that you had mentioned that's part of this report is safety and public health. And certainly that's an area that's of significant interest to ITE members. What are some of the key aspects of that issue area that are covered in the report? Well, obviously what uh, impact uh, these new technologies are going to have on safety is uh, an area that uh, we're really focused on right now. The hope and the desire is that as uh, we have more and more automation and ultimately move to uh, fully autonomous vehicles, that we'll be able to address the uh, issue that 94% of all uh, crashes have as a contributing factor, uh, driver error and driver behavioral uh, issues, and uh, that we can significantly reduce uh, the, the crashes that do take place. But we still have to see whether that, that uh, hope and optimism uh, actually ends up uh, happening. And I think there are going to be uh, there's going to be a period of time uh, when there will continue to be crashes with the new vehicles, and it's going to uh, significantly affect uh, how the public accepts uh, this as well. Um, we, uh, in uh, looking at the full range of uh, safety-related issues, um, there's still a lot of challenges in terms of uh, how do we get both the public uh, and uh, governments uh, really uh, adopting proven and, um, and new safety technologies uh, and approaches uh, that have taken place? We still have one-third of uh, our crashes have, uh, as a contributing factor, uh, 
uh, impaired driving. How do we try to address that? Um, almost half of fatal crashes uh, involve uh, people who are not wearing seatbelts. Uh, how do we get more, more and more of the those who stubbornly aren't wearing seatbelts uh, to be doing so? Um, and more and more, we're starting to see. Um, attention on the linkage between uh, public health and transportation. Obviously, traffic safety is an area that's directly related to that. Uh, emergency response uh, to traffic crashes and being able to uh, get those who are injured uh, to trauma centers uh, within the golden hour is a big challenge. Uh, access to public health um, is an area that we're uh, more and more focused on as well. Um, one of the big uh, challenges that uh, the public health industry is facing right now is inability of people to be able to get to their uh, facilities and uh, missed appointments. Uh, clearly, the whole um, issue of uh, pollution uh, from transportation facilities and its impact on uh, health is another area that we're focused on. But we have other issues as well. For example, um, fatigue uh, management of operators in uh, all modes. I think um, we're all familiar with drowsy uh, driving, but it's uh, not just an issue in terms of uh, driving autos or trucks. It's an issue in uh, other modes of transportation uh, as well that uh, needs to be looking at. Um, what are the impacts of um, increased use of marijuana and um, prescription drugs uh, on safety uh, as well. Uh, there's actually some uh, disturbing data that's coming out of uh, states that have legalized marijuana right now in terms of uh, what the changes have been on uh, traffic crashes. And a very disturbing trend that's been uh, occurring over the last several years that we really do need to pay a lot more attention to is um, increases in both pedestrian and uh, bicycle deaths and injuries. One of the interesting areas, I would imagine, as you're talking about safety and public health and looking at how autonomous vehicles, as an example, might change that calculation, but at the same time, we have new modes of transportation that are coming out a year ago. I don't think anyone was talking about electric scooters being on the streets of so many cities. So as these new modes of transportation come out, they present, I would imagine, new safety concerns and new challenges. Are you able to incorporate some of these new modes as well into the research? Yes, and at our annual meeting this year, it's an issue that has been discussed uh, quite a bit. Uh, we are uh, especially recognizing with modes like electric scooters that uh, you don't have safety equipment like uh, seat belts, that um, when there are uh, accidents or crashes that take place, there uh, are uh, clearly increases in the injuries that are, that are occurring. Some cities are reporting uh, fairly significant uh, increases in uh, visits to their emergency uh, rooms from people who have been involved in uh, accidents involving electric uh, scooters, as an example. Uh, but it's not just um, the electric scooters. I mean, uh, as we start to see, for example, more and more use of bicycles, we have to be addressing uh, safety issues associated with the increased use of bicycles within our urban areas as well. Another one of the 12 topic areas that you had mentioned at the beginning was equity. And what does equity mean? It's a fairly broad topic. 
Tell us a bit about some specific equity-related issues that are highlighted in the report, please. One of the issues is uh, what are the equity impacts, um, both impacts and the opportunities of some of the new technology services. So I'll give you a specific e- e- example. The uh, transportation network companies, the uh, Ubers and uh, Lyfts, in order to be able to use them, you both have to have a cell phone and you have to have a bank card, either a credit card or a debit card. Well, there are quite a few people that don't have a cell phone, and there are uh, a lot of people who don't have bank cards. Uh, What are the implications of uh, mobility and ability to be able to get around if you don't have either, and how do we try to to, uh, address that? Uh, one of the uh, phenomenon that uh, we've observed that has been happening with the uh, uh, rise of companies like Uber and Lyft is that it's putting uh, taxi services out of business. And in most uh, urban areas, taxis are required to be providing a certain amount of service for the disabled community. Uh, those so- same requirements are not there for uh, the TNCs now. Uh, what are the implications of that on uh, transportation for the disabled community, uh, as an example? Um, what are some of the access issues for uh, the economically disadvantaged? Uh, we're starting to see as more and more gentrification takes place within uh, uh, cities, it's displacing uh, uh, some of the economically disadvantaged, and the only place that they can afford to be living is in outer suburbs and exurban areas where they don't have transit service. Um, what are the challenges that we need to face to try to provide access for uh, the, the uh, economically disadvantaged who have been uh, displaced? What are some of the uh, equity issues of uh, alternative finance uh, mechanisms as um, we are going more and more into public-private partnerships, and uh, funding is occurring uh, with uh, tolling of those facilities. Uh, what are the equity issues that we need to be thinking about uh, associated with that? And then um, also, and this is not a new issue, but it's certainly one that uh, we focused on uh, as well, uh, what are the environmental justice issues associated, especially with uh, new or expanded transportation facilities? Uh, uh, a lot of the transportation facilities historically have been located uh, in areas that tended to be uh, economically disadvantaged or a high proportion of minorities as we continue to increase both the use and expand those facilities. Uh, what are the uh, equity issues that we need to be thinking about uh, associated with, um, with both the increased use and expansion of the facilities? I imagine the primary audience for this report is people who are based in the U.S., state DOTs, local DOTs, and others. But obviously, a lot of these issues are being faced internationally, and in some cases, they've already been addressed or are being addressed in other countries. Does the report look at what's going on internationally and try to take lessons learned from other countries that might have application here in the U.S.? Yes, uh we recognize, that, first of all, uh, I totally agree with you that uh, almost all of the issues that we have are issues that are not uh, just United States issues. And in fact, um, I have had the opportunity to speak in uh, several different international forums uh, about these issues, and uh, there 
very important issues uh, internationally, and not just uh, in advanced countries, but in uh, some of the developing uh, countries uh, as well. But in the United States, we also have much that we can be learning from what is happening uh, in other countries and lessons that they've learned. Uh, I'll use uh, the safety area uh, as an example. Uh, countries in Europe and uh, Australia have uh, been more successful than we, than we have in terms of the rate at which they've been able to uh, reduce fatal crashes and uh, have now significantly lower fatal uh, crash rates than we have. So uh, being able to learn uh, lessons from what has succeeded there and uh, how we can be applying them in, in the United States is uh, something that we're definitely focused on. As TRB has this report published, what are some of the things the TRB hopes to achieve by having this report out there? So we have really divided our audiences into uh, two different audiences. Uh, the principal report itself uh, is being used by the, the, what I will call the TRB stakeholder community, uh, those who are involved both uh, in our annual meeting, in our committees, uh, as well as those uh, who are involved in our research programs. And what are the issues that we should be focused on over the next five years? Uh, this is really guidance from our executive committee to our 220 committees and uh, task forces and our research programs and issues that they feel that uh, we, we uh, should be addressing uh, because they're uh, very important issues. But we also want to be uh, informing uh, the larger uh, transportation policy uh, community uh, at all levels of government uh, in terms of what the issues are that uh, they should be thinking about as well. So we're actually developing uh, two different documents and have actually released now two different documents, uh, one of which is more detailed for the, uh, uh, the TRB stakeholder community, but one of which is uh, being released for uh, consumption by policymakers, whether it's on Capitol Hill or, or in uh, state capitals, or um, the media or the general public in terms of the 12 topic areas and uh, issues that really should be thought about uh, from uh, a policy perspective. And we're hoping that we can be uh, having more discussion amongst the policymakers about uh, many of these uh, issues um, as they, for example, start to talk about uh, reauthorization of the surface uh, transportation statute uh, or in uh, state capitals as they start to think about policy issues that uh, they need to be thinking about as well. So we're hoping that this is going to be more uh, document uh, that uh, will be useful to more than just the traditional uh, TRB stakeholder community. We've only been able to hit some of the highlights of the report in our conversation today. Are there any other items in the report that you'd like to highlight for our listeners? Well, um, I think a couple of uh, issues that that um, I would like to have uh, the listeners uh, really be thinking about uh, as we start to think longer term as well. Uh, what are the um, so some of the issues associated with uh, energy? And as we start to see more and more uh, change to electric vehicles, and I think it's inevitable that we're going to see more and more of it, what are some of the uh, infrastructure uh, issues associated uh, with that? 
what are some of the sustainability issues that we need to be thinking about, um, and how do we get more sustainability consideration uh, in de- decision making, more longer longer term uh, thinking uh, in that regard? What are some of the governance issues that uh, we need to be thinking about as there's been more and more devolution of uh, decision-making and policy from the federal level to uh, state and local uh, uh, government uh, levels. Uh, Of course, funding and finance is uh, something that uh, we all need to be focused on in terms of uh, how are we ultimately going to be paying for improvements that are so necessary. An area that we haven't talked about but uh, that the report does address quite a bit is challenges associated with goods movement. We continue to see tremendous growth taking place uh, in uh, in freight transportation. Um, and what are the implications of that from a congestion standpoint? Uh, how do we try to continue to reduce uh, emissions in freight? Uh, worker shortages, um, the whole workforce uh, issue, but freight is particularly uh, facing some very severe uh, challenges in terms of uh, worker shortages uh, at this time. What will be the effect of some of these technology changes uh, in freight? For example, um, how packages get delivered. Uh, We're starting to see now um, packages being uh, delivered by uh, what I'll call surface uh, drones or robots, but uh, they're expecting that uh, packages are going to start being delivered by drones before uh, long as well. Um, and then uh, being multimodal, we also look at issues like what are the impacts of um, very, very large, what we've called mega vessels on, uh, on ports and channels uh, as well. So uh, many issues associated with that. And, of course, um, some of the institutional challenges as uh, all of these changes are taking place, uh, how do state and particularly local governments uh, keep up uh, with all these uh, changes that are, t- that, uh, are taking place? And uh, finally, just what are the, the whole uh, implications on uh, research and, and uh, innovation as we started to see how rapidly change uh, is taking place. Uh, how do we keep up with what is happening in this area? It's really changing much of what's been happening in research from the, the traditional research, development, piloting, uh, implementation uh, sequence to now seeing things that come out in some cases in a matter of months and having to evaluate what the implications of it is and how we need to be responding to that as well. Anil, certainly there's a lot of information in this report that I hope our listeners, if they haven't already had the opportunity to read it, will take that opportunity to get more information. Our guest on this first episode of 2019 for ITE Talks Transportation has been Neil Peterson, the Executive Director of the Transportation Research Board. Neil, thank you so much for being our guest this month. Thank you, Bernie. It's been a pleasure. And for those who are interested in accessing the report, I suggest that they go to the TRB website, which is very easy to remember, trb.org, and you can uh, just put in the search engine there, Critical Issues in Transportation, and it will take you uh, to the link.